Hi, everybody. This is Catherine Adams. And Elizabeth Wallace. And we're recapping Welcome to Night Vale, episode 62, Hatchets. We're going to go listen to this episode. And as always, we encourage you to go listen to it because when we come back, we're going to spoil the hell out of it. See you in a couple minutes. They faked us out on that a little bit, and I'm mad, but I'm also kind of relieved, because I thought they had done something irreparable there. I did, too, and I blame Cecil, but at the same time, since everything turned out okay, fine. But seriously, both you and I were looking at each other going, oh, come on. It's like, no, no. (laughs) But just to sort of back into that, uh, we open up with actually in the announcements at first we find out we actually have a month picked for when the welcome to night vale book will be released so it's going to be october 2015 uh he says you'll get to hold it in your hands you can also read it but books you're supposed to just hold them in your hands but whatever so reading is dangerous yes it is but that started the announcements today and then we start the episode and the editor of the night vale daily journal has announced Uh, that there is going to be actual physical printed copies of the newspaper for a limited time instead of the Imagination Edition that we've been having for a long while. Yep, the Imagination Edition that uh, is uh, paid for with a mandatory $60 a month, I think is what it was, fee on on getting the Imagination Edition. So, yeah, Yeah. and it's apparently going to be collector's items because it's going to have a lot of typos, which everybody knows makes, you know, printed word into a uh, collector's edition if there's typos. But it's going to, of course, provide lots and lots of jobs. And, you know, so Leanne's heart, the uh, editor, is really looking forward to this. And she's also still hatcheting bloggers. Yep, yep. She was saying how this is an exciting time for newspapers, she's saying, as she's running after bloggers and throwing hatchets at them and catching them back behind the knees. Um, it's She's been encouraged to not do that, but she's kind of adamant that she's protecting jobs in Night Vale. So. Boy, but uh, wh- one of my favorite bits that we went to next in the uh, episode was the traffic report. That was a good one. I really like that. I, I'm not even sure. Should we spoil this one? I mean, that was. Yeah, you know what? I think you really should go listen to that one. But we were listening to it. It was very creepy. It was disturbing. And then Cecil gives you a little more information at the end of it. And Kath and I are looking at each other. Ooh. Well. He did use a wonderful poetic phrase for a traffic accident. It's that, you know, the two cars have mashed together into one thing, and he refers to it as a spiteful burning beast born of mundane haste. I'm like, I like that. That's like good. That was really good. Very clever. But we're not going to tell you exactly what happened there because you really need to go listen to that yeah. one. That's a good one. After that, Cecil was letting us know he wanted to do kind of a radio editorial of a sort. And he's talking about personal information and how hard it is to keep it safe, considering the fact that the Internet is on computers and on phones and in owls and some trees and just moved on from there. And I was like, yeah, I can see it. I believe yeah, it. Owls, especially in Nightville. But yeah, and he said that, of course, you know, the uh, vague get menacing government agencies do still need access to our personal data. Well, and also the police need access and the mayor and the faceless old woman who secretly lives in your home and my home, yeah. and, you know, everybody's yeah. home. So yeah, they all do still need that access, but that's not what the problem is here. No, no, because that's fine. You know, them getting into our dream journals and our embarrassing thoughts. I mean, that's just, that's daily life. You just have to deal with it no no it's the fact that a lot of information is being gathered by bots 
bots who are that's use special algorithms to go and collect and mine all this data and what bots are are cyborgs. They're yes, cyborgs, large cyborgs. The big, great big cyborgs that are breaking into our homes and stealing all this data. And you know what? We can't actually fight them because, you know, guns are on the internet now. So, of course, they mm. have control of the internet. So it's oh, going yeah. to be war. So, yeah, it definitely is. Knives are internet based too. I don't know if you know that, but knives yeah, are apparently yeah. also internet based. Guns and knives, yeah. So, but that's right because Cecil has, he's got the solution. We have to stop having personal data. You know, no yeah, more, that's no it. more career history. No more hobbies, no more friends or relatives or things like that. We just have to deny them the personal data by not having any. Exactly. Makes perfect sense. It absolutely does. But he gets intern Marine, hands him a notice in the middle of this and kind of clears up the whole situation, really. Oh, yeah. The city council has declared all information public. Problem solved. Yeah. Yeah. So therefore, you... You won't have any more personal data. It's fine. It's great. So it's, and, uh, right they're, they're going to be protecting it all by keeping it public. So Yeah, nice. Very nice. But then as long as the Sheriff's Secret Police was handing out announcements, they were also handing out another announcement about how murder is illegal. You're not supposed to kill people. And also, you may not have known this, but attempted murder is also illegal. If you attempt to murder someone... You're not supposed to do that. No, really you're, you're it's right. illegal. Yeah. 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 Well, they had uh, somebody at the uh, announcement, uh, press announcement, asking in a whisper, you know, but what if I've thought about it? It's like, nope, that's not illegal. But what if I've got every little bit planned out? And they're like, well, that would be mean, yeah. and it's really not nice thing to do. And it's also weird. And it's also weird. Is that you, Leanne? <laughs> She's like, no, in this low voice, I am a bagel wrapper. I am inanimate garbage. So it's like, they- Leanne, we know it too. You need to stop attacking bloggers, but I'm a bagel wrapper. <laughs> she's not really convincing anybody, but she's very adamant, though. And I liked how the entire press conference was actually happening in the disused garage underneath the unused mall, I guess, and it was all taking place behind pillars and in whispers. In whispers. That's how press conferences go in Nashville, which I liked. That was nice. But another interesting thing that started happening was, of course, everybody remembers that Michael Sandero is playing with Michigan. Is that yes. how it's pronounced? Michigan? Or? Yeah, he heard somebody pronounce it Michigan, and he's like, clearly that's really wrong. I mean, you can tell from the way it's spelled that it's not pronounced like that. So, yeah. But uh, uh, they were having a ticker tape parade for Michael Sandero, the quarterback of Michigan. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. they had obviously, you know, they'd played uh, and lost against Michigan, against yeah. you know, copies of themselves. Uh, yes. But he did win the Heisman Trophy, so which is pretty yes. good for a freshman quarterback, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and Cecil sent intern Maureen to go ahead and cover the uh, ticker tape parade and got a text from Maureen that it was being interrupted by Leanne Hart, who yeah. had yeah. actual newspaper printouts showing Michigan didn't play against themselves they didn't play at all apparently they actually lost more games that they've won and michael sandero is not the actual quarterback i don't know if you know that but apparently i'm shocked and appalled he isn't who is the the quarterback well it's this guy named devin gardner and apparently from 2012 to 2014 he was the quarterback they say and i looked this up because I don't know a full thing about college football, but I looked it up and yeah, son of a gun, Devin Gardner is the star quarterback of the Michigan Wolverines from 2012 to 2014, according to, you know, the internet, which is, you know, located on owls. So take that how you will. But yeah, so uh, Leanne Hart had a newspaper that totally said that. 
And didn't it say who actually played in the uh, the, the big game at the end? It was like, oh, uh, you know what? Oh. I can't oh, I can't remember how to pronounce it though. Yes, they did actually say. Yeah, yeah. I think I think she said it was Ohio versus Oregon. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. Yeah, but, uh, teams that nobody in Nightville has ever heard of. But you know, Leon Hart is obviously crazy, and and she demonstrated how crazy she is by attacking the bloggers at the ticker tape parade with hatchets as usual. And and all of a sudden Cecil gets a text from Maureen. Maureen said, I've been hit. And Cecil's like, is is that like an actual slang for something? What it is? She types back, <laughs> I've been hit with a hatchet and I'm bleeding. And Cecil's like... And he's still so so, so confused. He's like, just, I, I just don't understand young people to nowadays. Well, I'll respond to her with a little grammar correction, but for now, I'll take you to the weather. And so uh, what was the weather this uh, week? This week it was Anarchy Date by Queer Rocket. What was it that you said it sounded like? Very 90s. Very garage yeah, band 90s. sound. So yeah, I like that. Yeah. A little little kind of bit of punk, that kind of thing. So it was fun. It was nice. It was good. But then we come back from that, and Cecil tells us the bad news is that Maureen is no longer with us. And to the family and friends of intern Maureen, she will be missed. And they're looking at each other like, what? No! Oh, God! <laughs> we, just, we were just so appalled. We were like... After all that, and oh, we she gets really taken really out sad. by Leanne Hart, who they, you know, police told her that she wasn't supposed to do that, so they arrested her, and she insisted, no, she has to attack bloggers because mm-hmm. they are making it difficult for her to keep running the newspaper and provide yeah. jobs to Night Vale. And exactly. the city council agreed. Yeah. yeah the, and the, you the, know the police what? agreed, too. You know who didn't agree? Mayor Cardinal didn't agree. Mayor Cardinal's actually going toe-to-toe with the city council. That's got to be dangerous. Yeah, the city council sounds pretty annoyed that day, yeah. uh, Mayor Cardinal is uh, going up against them. And then at some point they flew away. I, I yeah, they like... squawked and flew away. <laughs> kind of random. I've got to start doing some pictures of the city council. The more I hear about them, the more I'm like, man, there's a lot of opportunities from some really weird fan art for those really guys. really is. But um, but the secret police did actually go through with the uh, plan to arrest uh, Leanne Hart because she got Maureen and Maureen isn't a blogger. And uh, nope. yeah, yeah, they, nope. they told her, you know, it's you're not allowed to attempt to murder somebody you know even if you thought that she was actually a blogger with the texting and all and she said but wait a minute i didn't actually intend to murder her and they said Mm -hmm. well what were you planning on doing she said i was intending to throw a hatchet and they let her go yeah they did because she didn't actually attempt murder she attempted to hit them with hatchets and possibly cause them to bleed a lot all over the place but they totally said that attempted murder is not legal, but she wasn't attempting to murder anybody. So, yes, they let, let her go. And was it the secret police, uh, uh, head of the secret police that was playing cello through the whole thing? No, it, um, it was the sheriff himself. The sheriff himself, like, made a comment, and then he began to play this little strange aria on a gold cello. And the background music, uh, I guess it's a new disparition piece. I haven't heard it before. But this cello starts up, and we're a little distracted through the rest of it. We're like... That's really pretty. I like that. It's very, it's very nice. And he kind of like, through the rest of it, every time he says something, he would accentuate it with a high note in a, a different key and then disappeared in a puff of air. So it's just very, it was, it was sweet. I liked it. It was very neat. So just when I was about to get very, very unhappy about Maureen, it turned out she resigned. Yes. <laughs> 
And Cecil's like, she she wasn't badly injured, and I never said anything that could be interpreted in such a way. But so, yeah. <laughs> so, so, but yeah, she told Cecil that apparently she doesn't think that a radio is worth all the incredible danger. And Cecil told her that he thinks she makes it harder for herself. Yeah, she does. But so maybe she'll be going back to being just a college student, I suppose. I suppose not that that's really all. Well, no, let's face it. Interns have a very short lifespan. Honest to God, the Nightville College is probably going to be safer, even with the never ending hallways and cabinets that eat people and everything. I I think she's got better odds over there. Yeah, well, she's in good company because now it's her and uh, Mayor Dana Cardinal are the two interns that have actually managed to be interns and survive the process and leave without dying. Yeah. Also, they're both got a lot of common sense, you know? I mean, Mayor Cardinal didn't think that it was okay to let people attack bloggers just to save jobs, which... I have to agree with that because what are you and I doing right now? We're kind of blogging. We're blogging. So we, we're in danger yeah. now, I think. So. We really are. Yeah. So, so, yeah, she didn't agree with that. And Maureen thinks that the radio station is incredibly dangerous. I mean, for non-Night Vale citizen standards, that's a heck of a lot of common sense going on there. That would probably be why they survived. So, And then the episode wrapped up with, uh, after uh, Cecil said uh, goodnight, Night Vale, uh, a little bit of a cello aria just took us into the credits. So it was nice. Yeah, it was very pleasant. We enjoyed that. So we have a couple things for you this week. Listener Ashley sent us a theory, and you'll have to write in and tell us if you agree with this or not. It seems to make a lot of sense to me. She says, so I have a theory playing in my head for some time. Cecil is dead. He's in limbo. He is in neither heaven or hell, and that's why there is no such thing as angels, because he hasn't been accepted yet. That's also why no one really comes and goes easily from Nightvale. When Desert Bluffs tried to take over, it was actually hell trying to take over heaven. Hmm. And he, she also believes that Carlos is also dead and has been dead for some time. But Carlos is in heaven, and that's why he hasn't been able to get back. And that's why oh. he's able to accept the fact that they are angels and Erica and everything, and not the screaming whenever he sees them lo- the exactly. way Cecil tends to. Exactly. And also, it makes a lot of sense because... Cecil's friend Earl Harlan keeps trying to ask him when he was born, and Cecil does not want to hear anything about it because Cecil is in denial about being dead, so he doesn't really believe it. And the thing that she brought up that I had kind of forgotten about was the fact that when Cecil died, it was in the episode with the tape when he was recording himself when he was much younger. When he was a little boy, so that's why he doesn't remember ever recording the tape or having a a brother or anything like that. Yep, 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 that he had already actually died. And we're kind of messaging back and forth, and I mentioned that that was a good call because I'd forgotten about the tapes episode, and that you had pointed out that the staticky sound that you heard in the September monologues was the same staticky noise that we heard in the tapes episode. So that would mean that Steve Carlsberg and Michelle Nguyen are also dead, and the faceless old woman may be the truth that Cecil doesn't want to actually face. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And then at about the same time, we were both like, I was like, I wonder what that makes the man in the tan jacket. And she said, oh, the man in the tan jacket is the person who decides who gets to cross over. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting as well. Oh, it's kind of fitting together rather neatly, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. She says it's a theory that's got a lot of holes in it. But it's probably got more solid pillars than it's got holes. So, very nice. Very nice. I approve of that one. So. I do, too. Well, I didn't actually have any fan art this time. I was wandering around on Tumblr. And Tumblr user 
Dr. Zagreus, and it's it's actually one word with no punctuation, D-R-Z-A-G-R-E-U-S. And uh, what they have found is something I'd never heard of before. It's called Poet Tweet. And it's actually P-O-E-T-W-E-E-T dot com. And you go to it and there is a blank space for where you can fill in a Twitter handle. Any Twitter handle you want. It's usually got to be somebody who's done a lot of tweets because I tried putting mine in and I don't have nearly enough tweets in order to do that. But once Mm. you hit enter, it allows you to select a type of poem. And I think in this case, uh, they selected uh, sonnet. And what it does is it uses an algorithm in this website system and it creates poetry out of the tweets. So, and I will... The reason why I found this was I was looking through the Welcome to Night Vale tag on Tumblr, and they posted a Night Vale podcast tweet. And it is called, Aww. and it, it, it gives you a name, too. It makes up the name from the tweets as well. So the poem is called There Before. This Sunday, and you can listen. We are not good at hiatuses. Misremembered and then forgotten by revenge-minded octopuses. Think about death and feel things. Like to talk to you about fear. In the accuracy of your feelings. Ear. There's a spider in your ear. (laughs) Inches and he'll take a mile. We will vanish from your lives. Again with just your crooked smile. Cameras. Stay in view, please. Behind the scenes stuff to come. Agent is now assigned to your case. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, that's Awesome! <laughs> I just I'd never heard of this before. Just happened. So oh. thank you to a Dr. Zagreus for a pa- posting that on Twi- uh, Tumblr because that's just clever. Didn't you say that you tried it with Nathan Fillion's tweets? Uh, yes, I did, and it's just hilarious because I mean oh, it's good. not it's not random words; it's phrases. So and it's correct nice. punctuation and everything. But I just saw I, I fell in love when I saw ear. There's a spider in your ear. I'm like. <laughs> It's a great line, and I remember that particular tweet. I do remember that tweet as well. Oh, that's awesome. It's also a good segue because the bit of fan art that I have at this point is, I believe the artwork, now I think it was reposted by Viria, V-I-R-I-A, and it, I believe it's artwork by V-I-D-E-N-T-E-F-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z. Don't worry, I'll put links but I believe the original story was written by Terry Pops, T-E-R-I-P-O-P-S. I don't know, it's anybody on Tumblr, it's really confusing to figure out who wrote what a lot of the times. So the whole reposting thing is, I guess it's a very in crowd in there. If you don't understand how it works, they don't really want you. But what they've done is they have written the Goodnight Moon poem, and they've rewritten it in Night Vale style. So I'm going to read it, you'll have to bear with me, but it's, it's a little long, but it's very cute. Good night, old woman Josie, and the angels too. Good night, Steve Carlsberg. Everybody hates you. Good night, handsome Carlos, so perfect and neat. Good night to the quarantined who ate all that wheat. Good night to the sheriff and secret police. Good night to the prisoners you'll never release. Good night, Mayor Winchell, hooded figures and scouts. Good night, Teddy Williams, Jeremy Godfrey, who pouts. Good night to Simone and to your pet can. Good night, Apache tracker, you were a good man. Good night to John Peters, you know, the farmer. Good night to Telly, the barbarous barber. Good night, man in the tan jacket with a suitcase of deer leather. Good night, floating Koshak, as light as a feather. Good night to the sky, full of stars, mostly void. Good night to the radio, from a voice overjoyed. The sun has now set, and the moon is our light. Good night to you, Night Vale. Good night. Yay! So neat! <laughs> 
<laughs> Good job. I am so going to really want to post this. That was just very, very cute. But yeah. So that's that kind of like actually expands our Night Vale request for fan art. We will take fan art. We will take fan poetry. Fan animations. Fan music. <laughs> Fan fiction, you name it. Apparently, Cecil really likes Jaws slash fan fiction. So, if you'd like to write us any of that to see what that's all about, we'd like to see that too. So, yes, please. I'm, I'm kind of curious about that. Yeah, yeah, really. But it's just kind of, you know, with only one episode every other week, we need all the stuff we can get to tide us over. So, we'd appreciate you sending it to us. Absolutely. And one of these days, we really will do our own fan art. It's going to happen. We really. Yeah, no, it will. It totally will. I mean, it's not like there's enough hours in the day, but we're totally going to do it. Other than that, it's going to wrap us up, but we will see everybody in a couple weeks. All right. Talk to you later. <laughs>